0: All right. Can you hear me okay? Is my mic on and everything? There you go. Let's do this. Um, I'm going to start out with just a brief silence, and I'll explain this at the end, but one of the ways that God uh, God sort of speaks that what Jenny was talking about, this truth of who we are, is in silence and suffering. And suffering breaks us open so that we're more uh, open to this sort of life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Um, but also silence can do that. And I don't know how what that will look like in your life. I think God gives us all these beautiful prayer practices for me. Uh, it has to do with being silent for a little bit, for just a couple of minutes. And I'm going to ask you specifically to use a word that Jesus uses, for I believe that this is Jesus' uh, centering word, or it's, it, it, it's his sort of touch tone. And that is Abba, which is Aramaic for Daddy. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, I don't know if Pastor John or you've heard this from some other people, but that would, for us, when we say daddy, that's no big deal. But if you were a Jew in the first century, that was blasphemous to call God daddy. So by that little word, Jesus was saying, this is how close I am to you. So let's be quiet for a couple minutes, and then if you'd like to, you can use that word as a touchstone to repeat over and over again to bring you into the present moment. Let us pray. Amen. Now, if you'd like to join me, um, this is what I do. You don't have to do it, obviously, but it's a physical reminder of this child of Godness that We hear from Romans that we are called and enlightened and loved and justified and glorified. So I usually take my thumb, and after I'm done praying or whenever I witness something that reminds me of this God of the universe, I put a cross on my forehead. All right, so um, I love coming out here. Thanks. This is the second time I've been out here. You guys are just really hospitable, and you're wearing red. God bless you, you know. Most people don't know what Pentecost is, and we get to celebrate this spirit of this living God that finds way to break through into our lives. It's just this amazing gift we have. And I get to, from the skybox up here, talk to you about this and I'm trying something new in my life. I usually like to preach on the floor because one of the things, and this is not true for you guys, but one of the things for me is I never like preaching in, in the raised pulpit. Like I, I realize that it's both and. It gives the power of the word that, I, that the Holy Spirit will help you decide whether Bryce's little bitty attempts of his imagination will target you, will make a difference in your life. That's you and the Holy Spirit. That's not me. Because I have an axe to grind, and I 'm a human, and I make mistakes, so i don 't like being up here. This is my own self esteem stuff. Jenny talked about that so well, in fact, you know, I really was thinking about not preaching anymore because I was going to preach about that last part, and you already did it for me in a very beautiful, vulnerable, authentic way. That is how we share this God of christ, this this uh, love of God, and how we 're reminded we 're children of God in the midst of these lives that are just delightfully chaotic and messy, and all of us have got our stuff that we have to deal with. So i was sitting, I love coming out here, because I come out here early, and I grab a cup of coffee at that coffee shop, I forgot the name of it, it's not important, but I like sitting on the, on, uh, right across from Hazel's. Beautiful sun, it was great this morning, and I'll be darned if the same guy wasn't there that was there last year. The reason why I recommend it, he looks like a Vietnam vet, he's got a big beard, maybe some of you know him, he's got this white truck with an obscene gesture hanging from his mirror and I'm going, this is the same guy. And he was greeting other people around there, it was just beautiful. And I'm going through the process of my own stuff, oh by the way, just so you know this, there's nothing that separates us from this love of God except for ourselves. That's what blocks this flow and I was right in the midst of it this morning. Oh man, preaching on Romans is hard. It's so mysterious. And it's all kinds of, you know, theological issues going on. In fact, I could spend on these just Romans 8, which I consider a fifth gospel because I use it all the time in pastoral care. But I could spend a whole year on this one chapter of Romans. And I have. I've done it in my own devotions, I've done it with people, God's called me out using these beautiful verses to remind people that this is Paul's favorite word, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, he mentions it 164 times, in Christ, that, that nothing separates us from this love of God. And you're nodding your head, you're sitting out there going, yep, oh boy, that is true, and then right away you'll be into all your negative stuff about your life, just like I was this morning. Who am I to proclaim to these beloved people at Mount Calvary this mystery of God? Who am I? And then you guys, I like crying too, Jenny, so. And then what happened is this dad was carrying this kid, and as this little boy... When I walked by, he held my eyes. He held my gaze. I'm looking into this little boy's eyes, and it's almost like a dog. You know, dogs do the same thing. That's why we love them, it's because they love us with their gaze. He looked at me all the way into the coffee shop, just stared at me. And I looked back at him, and then I realized that was the gaze of Jesus Christ's love for me as a child of God, no matter what. So from the pain and suffering and who am I stuff and all the shame that I grew up with as a young man and all the stuff of life, I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't know. God comes disguised as our humanness. Our God comes disguised as our life. And in the midst of that pain and suffering, that's where the transformation happens. That's where the transformation happens in the midst of life. When things don't go our way. Or our bodies start, uh, you know, wearing out. Or we get a chronic illness. Or, you guys, or where people die around us. Our neighbors are changing. Our neighborhoods change. Our churches, where is everybody, right? Oak Grove, we're doing the same thing. Where are we? We used to have a thousand people here, and now we have a hundred, you know. What's going on? Who am I, Lord? All that is what's going on in our lives. And here's the cool thing. Whatever happens to Jesus Christ happens to us. Okay, this is going to get a little mysterious, so hang on, hang in with me, and that, and I hope and pray you can meditate about. It. But this is the this is the template, this is the promise process of life, life, death, and new life. Some people call it order, disorder, reorder. I don't, or orientation, reorientation, new orientation. I don't care what you call it, but this is not only happens in our lives. But it also happens in the nature around us, in the world. My son's a physicist. He tells me that all energy doesn't go anywhere. It just changes, Dad. This is the process of life, life, death, and new life. How do you, What does that look like in your life, in my life? Well, today, I saw it in the eyes of a two-year-old boy as he looked at me with those beautiful eyes of love. I call them Jesus Christ eyes. Because there was no judgment, there was just this sort of present moment of your being loved for who you are. Pay attention to those. Because God's given them to us all the time. Not only through our kids, but it's through the hospitality of a church that welcomes me and and uh, makes a place for me, and it's a hospitality that you provide for your neighbors. It's a hospitality that you provide, your welcoming presence as you go out through your life. What does it look like? So whatever happens to Jesus Christ, life, death, and new life, life and death, two natures, we're human and divine because of Jesus Christ. I hope you realize that. We're not God like God, but because God's DNA is planted in each one of us because of what happened to Jesus Christ. That's the code word for Jesus the person and Christ the cosmic energy love force. Whatever you want to call it. And resurrection is living in the flow with, uh, in the flow of this unity of Christ. In fact, that's what sin is, is denying that we're connected to this love of God because of what Jesus has already done. Now, I'm a street guy. I love the church, don't get me wrong, but where God has called me is to be a missionary in my beloved city of Richfield. And I didn't want to do it. It was something that a police officer asked me to do 15 years ago, and I said, I got enough going on. I don't want to do this. But what happened is I got called out into, and my church said, Bryce, we think that you are so valued that we want to support you as you do this mission work in Richfield. And so I've been working with police and fire and EMS and the, the city people for all my career now, most of my career. And it's been delightful. And I can't say Jesus Christ out there, so how do you and I do that in our neighborhoods is by being Christ, being that young boy with those open eyes as we look at people. And I've also seen, even though Jesus Christ's name wasn't mentioned at all, how that has changed lives. I don't know if you guys... Some of you might remember this, but in October, 2012, one of our police officers shot a mel- mentally ill young man. Okay? I hope this won't trigger too much for you. If it is, talk to me afterwards. It was a very terrible situation. He had a knife, and he was wielding it in, in a very small Richfield house. I was there afterwards, and I was able to walk through that terrible, terrible tragedy, not only with the family, but also with the police officer who, had, who shot that young boy. I don't think, well how can I explain this? When I sat with a police officer at the police station at that, you know, hours after that happened, it was just one of the most amazing spirit experiences in my life. Hang with me people, it wasn't because of what happened, but because who showed up in the midst of that terrible tragedy and terrible event. Mark has since retired. And because of that experience, he became a good friend of mine. And he also said on that very day, this is surreal, Bryce. And I said to him, that's what God looks like. That's how God shows up. Terrible event. He still has uh, trauma from it. Um, it changed his life desperately. It was a long process of uh, BCA and all the studies and everything like that, all the investigations. He was, uh, you know, after it happened, he was considered a, 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 He was a perpetrator. Just like he had arrested people, now he was in the midst of that. And being able to watch that over the past seven years, how that has changed his life, how it's changed our community, how it that out of death comes new life what for everybody involved not in the big sort of situation like that but all the little sort of traumas the little sort of stuff that happens in our life people of god this is how god rolls nothing is unredeemable because of what jesus christ has done nothing And if you don't get it, read Romans 8. Paul is sarcastic as heck. It's a great, who will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus? In the specific person and also this cosmic Christ that was even around before Jesus was born. Since the beginning of time, this cosmic Christ, this Christ-soaked world we live in. And I spend most of it, I confess to you, brothers and sisters, where I'm so locked up in my own stuff, my own feeling sorry for myself, my own trauma that I've had in my life, all the stuff I can search, that will block this flow of this love of God that is just bounding out there. It's out there, people. It's not just in here. It's out there, in there. And all those beautiful people that we don't even know but we can be curious about as we listen to their story and their journey and their pain, guess who's been there before we even show up? This pastor, even he shows up, this chaplain with this police person, guess who was there in that SWAT room with my friend Mark even before I showed up? Yes, that's right, the God of the universe. And he shows up for you and me today. For you, that's who this Jesus Christ is for. Not for somebody else. And then as we experience that, guess what we get to do? Then the natural tendency is for our hearts to open up. And we go out and we start loving the world Rather than judging it, rather than trying to fix it, we get to love the world and trust that the God of the universe in Jesus Christ, this cosmic Christ, is already there working on it. What a gift we have. And most of us are just, oh, so sad because I'm getting older. I'm talking about myself, not you. Maybe you, some of you too. but I'm getting so old, I can't do what I used to blah, 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 you know, always limiting and always sort of finding ways to denigrate and to put down this gift of human beings, these spiritual beings that are trying to figure out. Listen to me. Spiritual beings, you and I are, because of Jesus Christ, trying to figure out what it means to be human and who showed us that. Not only did he do it for us, but Jesus Christ shows us how to be human. Not some sort of God proclaiming greatness, you are loved and you can handle, it's just hanging in the mundane, the messiness of our lives and also reading those words that nothing separates us from the love of God. Well, how is it going to end our time? I mean, well, good, I'm glad I got a clock there. I haven't gone on too long, but trust me, when I get going, you guys, I could go on for hours with this. And you know what? One of the reasons, well, first of all, I love John. I mean, John has been a dear friend. We grew up with Young Life together. Um, I mean, he knows what incarnational ministry is. Um, I love him dearly. Um, one of my biggest regrets, uh, this is my confession uh, to you also, is that when his brother was killed, I don't know if you knew his brother was killed by lightning at a Young Life camp, I could not talk to him about I could not ever say, John, I'm sorry. And so when I finally, many years later, said, John, I'm sorry, I I just couldn't do it. And he goes, I was wondering where you were, Bryce, but that's okay. God brought other people to me. Do you see? So I'm really grateful for your pastor, and I'm grateful he lets me share the pulpit. But if you want to be real honest, and I'm not denigrating myself or putting myself down, I am much more an evangelist than I am a preacher in the church. Partly because if you're you're abstract random, you're digging me right now, okay? But if you're linearly going, when the heck is this guy going to shut up? What's the point of what he was trying to say? I mean, and I say that because this little boy looked at me with Jesus' eyes this morning. Wow. Death, life, death, new life. That process is happening all the time in your and my life. How I was going to end was going to read it, but you've already done it. And I'm grateful for, you, for how you did that. And I'm just going to start out. No, I'm not going to read it. That's enough. We, I, all I want to do is remind you people, uh, you beautiful human beings, you beautiful spiritual beings, that if you want to spend some time not understanding stuffing, but let that sort of unknown pierce you a little bit, then spend some time with Romans 8, 31 through 39. It'll blow your mind. It is that beacon in there. And why I was going to read it again is because at your and I funeral, this is something that you, you will hear. But I've never read it slowly, without having it be a funeral. So I'm going to ask you guys to do that for me. Sometime today or sometime tomorrow, just read those verses. And just I'm going to add a little little uh, insight that I finally figured out. And that was that thing from Psalm 44. For your sake we are being killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. I never read that at a funeral because death was lying in front of us. I didn't want to talk about being slaughtered like sheep. And then I realized after preaching this, life, death, and new life, that we are sheep just like the Lamb of God. And we have to go through death. Not only literal death, but the death, more importantly, of our false self that is continually criticizing, judging. Jenny, you said something. People said things to you. Well, they say things to me too, but it's not their words that get me. It's how I take that and use it as a way to put down this beautiful human being of God. Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's, Paul says in Romans later. And there's nothing that separates us from the love of God. Nothing. Death, life, Rulers, things present. I'm going to add a few more. This is not in the Bible, but this might be in your life. Divorce, depression, diagnosis, disability, deportation, devil, division. Nothing separates us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for hanging in there with me, peeps.